welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, was released by Konami for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in North America in August of 1992. It was released in Japan in July of 1992, and Europe got it in November of 1992. Oh, hey, all right. So only a few months behind. Now, were they still uh, hero turtles? You know, I don't know about that. Hmm. By 92, I... I wonder if they were allowed to be ninjas. Maybe because they were barely... Well, whatever. <laughs> this was based on the arcade game of the same name that mm-hmm. was released in September of 1991. Okay. So a year earlier. The arcade game was four-player co-op. Yeah, I um, I, re- I recall only seeing it a few times. Like I remember the actual, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game that came out before this yes. was seemed more widespread. Indeed, and as I was just going to mention, this is the sequel to the amazing arcade game Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not the disappointing NES game (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Fun note, Nick, the attract mode on the arcade cabinet, Mm -hmm. it plays the song Pizza Power. Wait, from the coming out of your shells or their shells tour? I'm so glad you caught that. (laughs) Yes, from the coming out of their shells tour. Wow. I mean, this game has some nods to the movies as well as the cartoon and other stuff, so I'm not surprised. Uninitiated, during the Giant Turtles craze, they had their own cassette tape for sale at a Pizza Hut, and it was a a rock and roll songs and ballads all about being a turtle. Yeah. Or April O'Neil or Shredder. Or Tubin. I'm sorry. And Tubin, right? Tubin. (laughs) That was a good one. You know, you weren't a ballad of April O'Neil kind of guy? Oh, well. Honestly, I don't remember. Maybe I should go back and listen to him. I'm afraid to, though. I've got it right over there. <laughs> so maybe after this podcast, we'll jam out to some Ninja Turtles tunes. Hey, and maybe some cartridge commandos will do so as well. As you all should. Well, Nick, how would you describe the gameplay of Turtles in Time? Well, I would describe it. It's a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up. Three quarters perspective. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a hard two D. No, it's the standard arcade side scroller where you can explore the entire screen up and down and left and right. Yeah, you have that little kind of kind of like a diorama setup where you can see into you know you can see the background and you know sometimes walls to left or right. Oh yeah, I mean this is the template from every game: Final Fight, mm-hmm. D- Double Dragon. There were tons of these, uh, you know, a little more so in the arcade than on the NES at the time. But when the Super Nintendo came out, like, that's when I feel like that genre really started to come home to roost on the consoles. Now, you can pick to be one of four Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and, um, you know, you can always choose them before. And, I mean, at least on the, the previous arcade game, I had assumed they were the differences were just cosmetic like, and going into this one again, I chose Raphael because he was always my favorite. And much to my chagrin, I found out that these, uh, you know, each turtle has their own stats, kind of, which which I love. But unfortunately, I feel like Raph kind of got shafted in this one. Uh, like As he in, usually does. Yeah. Well, I always pick Michelangelo, and uh, he has great stats, so... Yeah, he has uh, he has the strongest regular attack and the best defense, but his movement speed's a little low, and his I guess his rush attacks suck, but I barely oh, wow. use them anyways. Raphael, on the other hand, has the best speed, rush attacks, and special attack, but his strength and defense are the worst, so... I had a lot of problems the first time as Raphael, because he can... Like, roadkill Rodney's, if they whip you, it can kill you in two hits. Ouch. From full life, so that sucks. But Well, uh, as you mentioned, you do have a health bar. I didn't really count how many slots were in it, but oh, yeah, I... it fills up the top left or right half of the screen. And, you know, different enemies attack you will do different amounts of damage. Mm-hmm. It also changes depending on the hardness you choose of the game. 
Okay. This health is refilled by finding pizzas. As you would expect. Pizza power. Mm -hmm. And you can also along the way find super pizzas. With the bombs? Yes. And there's a weird thing about that in the instruction book. What, the box of hard knocks? Yeah. They claim it hurts you. Yeah, and um, I it was, doesn't. Okay, I we, was. We checked curious. three times. Okay, I'm, I'm very interested because I avoided them all the entire time I played this game. Well, I didn't because uh, well, we'll get to that. But <laughs> so you can take it; it does not uh, hurt you in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And if you get the super pizza, you start spinning around crazily. You can control that spin, and any guy you hit is an instant kill. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you can clear the screen pretty easily. It only lasts for a few seconds, but it, it helps. It's free. Yeah. Now, you are also awarded points for killing uh, members of the Foot Clan or any other various enemies you may come across. Mm-hmm. And if uh, you get up every 200 points, I believe, is you get an extra extra life. Yeah, pretty handy. Pretty handy. And the other thing to note is that the turtles all have a surprisingly large variety of moves they can do. Yes, Uh it's pretty cool in certain ways, but I feel like it's kind of crammed into the controller. Like, you have six buttons. Well, I would like to go over them because they're all very interestingly named. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Out of the... <laughs> so, uh, let's start with what they would consider a basic attack. That would be the catapult. Mm-hmm. And to fling the Foot Clan, carefully move toward either side of the enemy and press the Y button while holding down on the control pad. Yeah, and that's to throw them at the screen, right? Yeah, Battletoad style. Yeah, I, I, I could, I did this a lot frequently, but not really on purpose. Uh, there was a point where I, I got really good at doing this. Okay, and I, it's really a, just a rhythm you have to get into. And in fact, so many of these uh, moves, they're not the quick time event you would think. Right. You know, we did forget to mention you can dash in this game, and when you double tap to dash, you don't actually start dashing right away. Well, there is. You can change the. Did you change the in the options where you, you have the dash is either set to auto or manual? I didn't change anything. Because, okay, well, if it's set to auto, then the double tap doesn't actually work. You just have to walk for a little while, and then they'll start automatically doing it. I guess that's why it seemed like there was a delay. I played it, well, when I started my first playthrough, I used it on auto, and then I decided to try the double tap, and uh, I liked it a little better, but it's still not the most responsive. The next move they tell you about is the whip it. yeah. Uh, that's when you grab an enemy by their arm and bash them into the asphalt. Which is the best move in the game in a lot of ways. I try to use this as much as possible because yeah. you, you're not only killing a guy in one move, but anyone who he hits as you're throwing him around. Kind of River City Ransomish. Yeah, and to do that, you move beside them and press the Y button. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these things all sound very similar, and they are. It just takes a lot of getting the feel for them. And ranging yourself in to the right place it's kind of weird and i i couldn't get it quite down 100 percent. how about the bulldozer the bulldozer uh, i used it a few times but i didn't really mess with you know like i said earlier about using the manual dash uh-huh. uh, it's also when i shifted to michelangelo who has the worst dash attack so i just didn't bother with him well this dash uh, technique you press the y button while you're dashing and that's how you do the bulldozer it'll it'll butt him a little and then i think you can hit a button to kick him right afterwards is that the foot flinger um Maybe? Well, while dashing towards the enemy, press the B and Y buttons at the same time for a flying foot kick. Oh, okay. I never did that then. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, how about the snake killer? Uh, yes, that's the, the slide, correct? Yeah, the sliding kick. That's really great. I did that a few times, uh, more so as Raphael. Uh, B button, then Y button while you're dashing. So, mm-hmm. uh, How about the cannonball? Like, I, no. I, I mean, I'm sure I did it a few times on accident, but I didn't really play with the dash moves that much. I, I don't. I don't think I ever saw this one. And apparently, uh, while dashing, press the B button, uh, then you will spin, and then while it winds down, press the Y button for some reason. Oh, okay. I don't know. It seemed too complicated for me. (laughs) It's like, you also have several jump kicks. Yeah, that's another thing. There's a jump kick for if you jump and then you kick on the ascent of your jump. There's a jump kick for if you kick on the descent of your jump. (laughs) And then there's one where you... I don't even know how you do it, but at some point you kind of turn into a ballish form, yeah. and you You're like flap floating. your weapons and float down. It's a weird. Yeah. How does that happen? I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what it. I don't know if that's like you have to hit it right at the top, the apex of your jump, but you know, because you have like the dive kick. Yeah. Then you have that kind of thrust kick that shoots mm-hmm. you over to the side, and then you have this one 
where you can attack multiple times. And I mean, if, if I could do it more often on purpose, it, I think it could be useful because yeah, I wanted to be you good can at float it. over, you know, enemies and stuff to avoid them, but it was too slapdash for me. Uh, although there is this other kick that I called the up jumping kick where you like, if you hit your, uh, jump and attack buttons really close together, not at the same time, you'll do that kind of little hop and you're like you a know, knee. Yeah, kind of, but it's like your legs kind of kicking upwards. Uh-huh. I used that a lot because I could do it whenever I wanted, pretty much. And there's certain enemies, like the rock soldiers, that it really screws them up. Oh, great. But yeah, you get a lot of different commands, which is pretty cool. I just think that on a controller with six buttons, maybe this would have been easier if they would have used more of them. Well, the reason they didn't is because I think that part of it was ported straight from the arcade game, and it only had two buttons per joystick right oh really only had two they have a lot of presets for your controls in this game actually in the options section like i use control l that had my uh jump was a attack is b and the special was y just because that all the other ones just had it in weird places but i think they have one for every possible combination of the three so you can essentially map your buttons however you want but it's uh it's pretty cool you know, it's, it's a nice feature i think uh, definitely and we also have you know the just mentioned a special attack that every turtle has a slightly different one. They're all pretty strong, but they take some of your life. So I almost never use them. Yeah, that's a common trope in uh, arcade beat-em-ups. If you, yeah. you're going to use your special attack, it's going to take away some life. Uh, keep them quarters coming, baby. Cowabunga! Well, Nick, I already know the answer to this question <laughs> because I used it. But does this game have a very good instruction manual? Well, it does have an instruction manual, but I wouldn't say it's very good. I will have to agree. <laughs> so, uh, looking through it, it's, you know, again, Super Nintendo, so we got the big books. It's nice, full color. We got 19 pages. Again, color screenshots of the game. Yeah. Um, you get a brief story, which is hilarious because, I mean, there is, it, they stole the Statue of Liberty, and because. They're vil- villains? <laughs> They're yeah. mean. They're which mean, I think mean is people. fine, you know, it's. That's kind of faithful to its source material in a way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it runs through all the controls. It shows, you know, character stats, which is nice. Uh, you get enemies, full, you know, shows pictures from the game, but there aren't a whole lot of them, to be honest, uh, since 90% of them are foot soldiers. Yeah, but, yeah. But it does name them all, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of weird because all the pages are, like, black with these overlaid white parts I, it was i just made a note of it because i thought it was an interesting uh interesting choice there but it is definitely an interesting layout but yeah there's very little here so no I, no memo section i was gonna say i didn't check that <laughs> so bummer no there's nothing for you oh well Well, Nick, what was your personal experience with this game? Um, I barely played it uh, in the arcade. I, I remember seeing it, I guess, but uh, it was really until the Super Nintendo that I started playing it the most. I rented it. You know, I liked it a lot, but probably didn't beat it. And wasn't until really more in high school, one of my friends, best friends had it, and we just would, you know, crank it up to seven lives and go, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I also got to play it in the arcade. I was a huge fan of the original Ninja Turtles arcade game. It was awesome. And when I saw this, blown away. I mean, it had everything the first one had, but a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I beat it in the arcade. It was at oh, my nice. uh, Aladdin's Castle. Sweet. So uh, when it came out on Super Nintendo, I rented it, and I think I played it you know, through that time. Mm-hmm. And not again until uh, you know I did discover it in our friend Bill's collection. Yeah. That's where. <laughs> so more recently, Nick, how much have you been playing this game? Well, um, I played through, I had about three sittings where the first time I tried to play, you know, I left it on normal difficulty and three lives. And I was trying to play with Raphael and I could barely get to level five before I was out of all continues. Wow. And this is all one player, by the way. Okay. I don't know. Do you know if it, I'd only got to play one player. Does it... I don't know, because I only played a two-player. Oh, oh, fair enough. Okay, well, and then that's when I found out about the different stats for the Turtles. So I was like, all right, I'm going to switch to Michelangelo, see how we do. And then I was able to, again, with three lives, I could only make it to level six. So I finally, third one through, I just went to the options, cranked up my lives to seven, and, you know, I was able to easily beat it with only using two con- uh, continues. Got it. Now, over here, I played this game uh, twice. Mm-hmm. Once 
on my MAME arcade cabinet. Nice. Uh, my daughter, five-year-old, and I played through the game, you know, using a lot of virtual quarters. <laughs> uh, I definitely wanted to see what the differences were as it was ported mm-hmm. to the home console. Right, right. Uh, and then my son and I, we sat down and we played through the whole game. And we had been having our butts handed to us uh, that <laughs> afternoon by the game Enter the Gungeon. Oh, right. So we were looking for something a little less stressful. Right, right. We turned that thing to easy and seven uh-huh. lives. You know, later we both agreed that that was probably a little little too much. Right. But that's how we felt like going, and that's how we went through it. And yeah, that's what it's there for. We beat that thing in 29 minutes and 29 seconds. Nice. All right, Nick. Here we are at the general chat portion of our show. Let's let's get chatty. I'd like to start by saying, what a pretty game. Oh, yeah. This uh, this game is gorgeous. Um, it, it's one of the better-looking uh, beat-em-ups, I think, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, very, very faithful to the cartoon. Yeah. I mean, the sprites are just spot on. And their animations, the fluidity of their movements, of the cartoony things they do, it really, you know, takes what I wanted from Battletoads and puts <laughs> it into a playable game. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's it looks great. Um, you know, everybody. You know, each turtle has their own animations for you know their own weapons and different things. The bosses all look good, have many frames. You know, the the backgrounds are. I mean, they're not bad. They're kind of you know they're colorful, but they're there just are some short. I really like. Uh, yeah, in yeah, some later levels, but you are right. There are some that are just a little bland. Yeah, I mean, but that's fine. I think, uh, you know, we, we touched on the controls a bit before, like, it really, like, I wonder if they were trying to make this kind of street fighter or if this was too early for that. Like, it does feel like it, where it's like you get closer and press attack to throw your guy, or, you yeah, know, do different, yeah. uh, different things like that. And Well, they and, did add some other modes to this game for the home release. There is a versus mode, mm-hmm. which you can fight each other, quote, street fighter, unquote, style. Yeah, it's, quote not fun no (laughs) it's really just the two of you bashing into each other it does add two moves like a a block and a duck or something yeah i um i didn't play it this time and i i had remember playing it you know on the rental i was like cool we can do this too but very quickly was like this sucks it's not yeah my son and i played one round and we were done with that and then there's also some sort of like a challenge or rush mode yeah i um also didn't mess with it that's just not really my thing to be honest with you I can, I can see that. I'm not trying to prove anything here. But if you do go into the options of the game, there are a ton of options. There's lots of things to mess around with, like you mentioned before. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the controls, you can change difficulty, number of lives. Uh, you can change the colors of your, at least the turtles. Yeah. Which I did, like, if you have the, there's the animation style and the comic style. And the animation one is, it's a little more colorful. The, the comic ones, like, their eyes don't have pupils. Okay. And their their skins like at least Michelangelo had more of like a olive green that looked more like a real turtle kind of as opposed now, to the bright colory. Was he still wearing the orange uh he bandana? Did, he didn't have an orange bandana, so it wasn't what he reminded me more of as I think of as more as the movie turtle as opposed to the cartoon one. You do you remember the yeah. Bendy figures that came out mm-hmm. the, uh after the movies where they they were a little different, more realistic looking? That's what it reminds me of. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw that option, but I forgot to check it out, so I'm glad you did. Um, you know, the the music's really good for the most part. You get a lot of remixes of the Ninja Turtle theme sneaking in there. We won't realize it at first, but then it'll get halfway through the song, and I'm like, oh, they snuck it in again, but yeah, it's I don't all mind, right. Though. You know, it brings back that little golden nugget of nostalgia. And, and they're different enough to where, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, I really like that the... You know, on all the levels, there will be these hazards from wrecking balls or different things. And I really like that the enemies are hit by them as well. Yeah, the enemies will be hurt by the other enemies' uh, weapons, too. Like if they've thrown Mm -hmm. a bomb or things like that. Or any of the environmental things you can use against them, such as fire hydrants, uh, exploding (laughs) barrels. Parking cones. uh, Boxes of fireworks left out. (laughs) You know, just the normal things you find around. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nick, it's time. Time to go through this game level by level. Let's do it. Starting with level one. 
That's the best place to start. Downtown. That's right. Big Apple, 3 a.m. Big Apple. Now, we didn't mention that this game also has a lot of digitized voice work in it. And just sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, for the time, like, at no point did I cringe. Everything I heard just made me smile. Yeah, you have kind of a loose, goofy surfer, you know, uh, accent to it, barely. Yeah. It's not real strong, but it's fine. I think it's funny. It's by no means perfect, but it has just enough of that 16-bit sound to bring back all those good feelings. Now, in the downtown, you're not really down. You're up. No, yeah, you're on like a bridge that I'm assuming is under construction. Oh, I thought you were like in a building being constructed. Oh, man, I see. Like a high-rise building. That's oh, why those wrecking balls were there. I thought it was like a, you're in like a, a multi-story bridge. You know how they have mm-hmm. those in yeah, yeah. New York? Like, But I, it doesn't look like a road ever, so I don't know. So I think I'm right. Uh, maybe, man. I don't... <laughs> well, either way. you know, do they, put, do they put parking cones in buildings when they're mm, under construction? No, maybe. Uh, whatever. It, whatever it is, it's under construction, and you're in it. So, And it's in New York. Yes. And you're introduced to... A couple different types of foot soldier. Yeah, which will be the bulk of uh, all the enemies. They're color-coded, pretty much. Different yeah. ones, uh, different and colors, different weapons. The bulk of my gripes with this game. <laughs> that you're really only fighting, you know, yeah. three enemies. One of them being a color-swapped foot clan soldier. It's it's true. Um, At I, least they give them different behaviors and weapons. So Yeah, and there are a couple of them that are high on my list of jerks that I love to kill in this game. Uh, in level one, is the first one the ninja star throwing? I think so. The pink one? Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That's not the pink one. Well, there's like the Melanie ones. I don't Without getting too far into the Crayola 64 crayon box for colors, there's so many foot soldiers that I feel like they're, they're running low on colors to really that are easily distinguishable. But there is one in this level, or a couple, that throw ninja stars. Mm-hmm. And, of course, any of the ones that have projectiles are kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, you can deflect the ninja star. I know, it blew my mind. I didn't do it until like the last level. I, I've never did it on purpose, but oh, it's, neither did it's I. nice when it happens. <laughs> it was super cool. But, you know, there's really a, not a lot in this level. There's some wrecking balls that flow through. If you get hit by them, you will get squished. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of crazy. Oh, the one thing I did like is uh, there's a giant Krang in the robot suit in yeah. this game. Yeah, He's the MacGuffin that stole the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see him walking in the background, and then he stops, and his laser eyes shoot at you. Yeah, it's like his giant head is level with the uh, w- with the bridge or whatever you're on, and the beams fire across. You can jump over him. It's a, it's a cool it's a cool effect. Yeah, I love it. Uh, at the end of this level, though, you find Baxter Stockman. Yes, and this is uh, the first of many great-looking bosses that are you look just like the cartoon and the action figure. Like, it, oh it's yeah, really cool. Like, I, it is right there, man. Almost better than the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Because you don't hear the annoying voices they attach to these guys. <laughs> no, but you know he looks great. Uh, he acts great. They even have uh, cheesy lines that feel like they would come from that character. Oh, right. Yeah, before before they attack. The battle. Now, this battle, not, not very intense. Uh, and he flies around. He shoots a machine gun at you. Well, he's got two guns. He's got one yeah. that's a machine gun. And then I think after a certain point of being beat up, he has like a gun that has like a sticky fly trap hand. Yeah, like a goo hand thing that comes down. It's... Yeah, he shoots it while he's on the ground. Sometimes he hovers in the air. You know, and you know, the strategy for this and every boss in this game is hit them. If they're in the air, <laughs> jump and hit them. Yeah. There's not really a lot of strategy. Uh, there's not a lot of... Definitely not here. Uh, no. Like you, I just stay underneath him because he can't hit you there when he's flying. And then when he comes down, chase him down, blast him with your kind of default four-hit combo, then back off and repeat. Repeat, clear the level. You move on to level two, Alley Cat Blues. That's right. And you're in an alley. Very much so. <laughs> uh, you find the empty manholes. For the first time. Mm-hmm. And if you fall into the manhole without a cover on it, you lose one health. Yeah. you uh, And you say something funny like, who turned out the lights? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty witty, man. Yeah. And then you climb out. But it's great because every part of that is a really nice, unique animation. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I like it more than them just like, oh, a guy came out of the sewer manhole. And then in, in some other games, they would just leave that hole there and you could just walk over it. But, you know, it's a little bit of world building there. Now, another of the uh, one on my list of annoying enemies you mentioned before, you'll find him in this level, and that's uh, the robots with lassos. 
Oh yeah, Roadkill Rodney's. Roadkill Rodney. They're they're running the other um, arcade game and they they suck in both of them, man. Yeah, they lasso you and then they electrify that lasso and it hurts. It does a pretty substantial amount of damage too. Like they they don't have a lot of health, you, you know. So if you're if you're careful with them when they zigzag back and forth, if you can get them, you know, right away when they appear, sometimes you can hit like all three at once and just blast them out. But if you let them hang around too long, you're going to be losing a life. Yeah, and at the end of this level, you'll find the boss, Metalhead. Yes, what an awesome figure. Oh, yeah. Um, and this guy looks just like it. Just like it. And he is a great-looking great, great looking boss. Yes, he, he yeah. has uh, missiles he shoots out of his chest. Yeah, he's got his little laser, too, that he walks up and down the you know left and right sides of the screen, just firing away. And then he has uh, telescoping arms and legs to punch and kick with. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you can really just corner him and beat him up. Yeah, I mean, he'll hit you if you, uh, you know, if you just walk up and start doing it. It's like you can time it to where he has a little attack routine. And when he does his three attacks, then you have a pause. You can get in, you know, if you're really trying to save a lot of life or especially once you've damaged him enough, he'll start getting stuck. Like his telescoping arm will be stuck out. He can't get it back in and then he's vulnerable or his leg. So you can move in and attack him then. So a couple things to note. If you beat a level... You will regain all of your health. Yes. So that's very useful. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing to note is that if you do beat the level, you get your life back. So it's very useful there. Oh, and another thing to note is in the home version, you see a health bar for the enemies. Oh, you don't the in the arcade? No, you just get the flashing red. Mm. Classic I'm dying notice. Yeah, the indicator is you know, increasingly rapid flashing. But in this game, you get both a health bar and the red flashing indicator. So ah. if you destroy Metalhead, sadly, because or, he's awesome. Or Mecha Turtle, as the instruction book calls it. Boo. Yeah, boo to them. They got everything else right. Yeah. You will find yourself in level three, Sewer Surfing. Sewer Surfing. And I was super confused. Yeah, the bonus stage. Because it's called a bonus stage, but it's just like a stage. Yeah, kind of, but you still get that weird it's very tally at the end. Now, this was not a bonus stage in the arcade. Is it just a normal one? Just a normal stage, and it's not nearly as quick. Yeah, this level's pretty easy, but, you know, you fight, like, what, 20? There's about 20 foot soldiers on uh, skateboards, or surfboards, sorry, you know, coming at you. Yeah, and you have to dodge under some, uh, their vine grates? I don't know what they, they are. are. Those things, if you just go down to the... Lower left corner, they'll never hit you. So I just did that. Although you'll miss that one pizza that's up there. And there are question mark bonus pizzas in this level that still refill your life, but give you some points. There's a tally at the end after you pass, you know, the three sections, which the third one is when the pizza monsters, aliens, those big yellow ones. Yes. Straight out of the cartoon. The yellow alien from Aliens. Yeah, well, yeah. That was directly (laughs) in the cartoon, but that's like two, two waves of ripping off that it was never caught. Oh, yeah, and I mean, it even has the, the mouth, the little mouth yeah. tongue thing. I mean, it's literally right. just a cartoon alien yeah. from Aliens, but yellow. Yeah, you clear through all those things in just a matter of minutes or less, and you will find yourself at the boss. The Rat King. Who is not the boss in the arcade game. Oh, right, it's just a big alien, right? Or... Yeah, I think, or you're just, I, we couldn't remember, but we remembered it was not Rat King. Right, right. And Rat King... Again, awesome. Looks just like the figure. Yeah, and uh, he's riding that vehicle. Do you remember what that's called? Oh, no, I was hoping you would. Uh, man, I really I couldn't remember it, and I was trying to find it real quick before I left today because my friend had that, and I remember using it a lot, specifically with the Rat King figure. I bet Larry Von Bird will write in and let us know. <laughs> Come on, Dragon's Lair. So, Rat King, uh, it tells you that the weak point is the front center of yeah. his vehicle he fires two missiles or torpedoes really that come along you can stand right in between them and hit them and he does have a laser uh energy gun that'll shoot out periodically at that spot but you can jump it if he does it's not very fast i found that i got hit by him a little bit more so than a lot of these early bosses well there's he also has kind of a trick where you just get up and start you know smacking away at the weak spot and then when he starts dropping the mines uh-huh. if you just go and stand directly below him you're invincible and you can still hit him so oh. by the time it came to that it was like by the time he was done with the first minefield that he throws out then he would just blow up so he he was really easy huh well you blow him up easily and you are in level 4 the technodrome yeah let's kick shell 
you are inside the fabled Technodrome. Yeah, and it, you know the, you get a little uh, cutscene of them, you know, jumping at it. You know, you get the big, you know, classic Technodrome and the little, you know, behind the turtles at the bottom. It's pretty cool. It definitely looks good. Now, this level does not exist in the arcade. Oh. In the Technodrome, it's the first time you encounter the Mausers. Yeah, I hate them. Uh, yeah. They only take one hit to kill, but they're hard to line up. And, you know, once they get airborne and jump at you. Oh, you're getting that. You're getting yeah, that. Yeah. They'll bite your hand and you, you shake them off, so it stuns you for a few. Now, I thought the backgrounds in this level were really cool. Yeah, it's a good-looking, uh, you know, white future tech kind of, you know. Well, And there's, like, windows. You see through the window into, like, factory type areas or their conveyor belts yeah and guys like jump through them right yeah, yeah. yeah i thought that was really cool it's true it's true uh, along with the the t1000 foot clan uh soldiers there's uh, at oh, this that, point mold up out of the floor yeah they, they just like <laughs> come up right up out of the ground i don't know what's going on there i think uh what year did terminator 2 come out well once you fought your way through all of the terminator rejects you will find bosses that look good for what they are yeah toka and razar from the secret of the ooze you know not my favorite additions to the turtles universe no they i was very disappointed they weren't bebop and rocksteady and that they were stupid well you know the babies yeah but you know as far as a boss goes they both look really good yeah and actually this is a, a pretty cool boss um battle because they both have unique breath weapons which yeah. is weird but fire and ice yeah toka breathes ice razor breathes fire and they will they, freeze you yeah and, or burn you and uh, they both do, like, combo attacks where it's, like, one of them, like, Razar will get on top of Toka and ride his shell around. Yeah. Or, you know, and they both do these rush attacks sometimes that'll hit each other. Like, they interact with each other. And it's, it's you can awesome. take one out. You can focus all your attacks on one to mm -hmm. make it a little easier on yourself oh, there. definitely. I usually can knock out Toka pretty easy, you know, early on and then try and finish off the other guy. The best part for me is that when you do defeat one of them, they revert back to their pre-mutated state into like a cute little yeah. uh, wolf or turtle. Yep, yep. It, it was pretty sweet. It's a nice touch. Oh, my daughter loved it. <laughs> well, once you have devolved those two villains, you will find yourself in an elevator. Uh, You've yeah. not left the level. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and this is a beat-em-up not just beat-em-ups but especially in beat-em-ups the elevator level is kind of a standard where it's like you, we don't have to make a real level it's just scrolling the same background down and then every once in a while doors will open and guys will rush you and attack yes and one of the guys that will rush you are the uh foot soldier tonfa troopers they're the pink ones i believe the block all your stuff oh those are the worst they're not as bad here because you can back them up against the wall but they like they hound you man they're like right they'll get one on the left and the right of you and they'll just like follow your ass around like well, we were playing with two people so it wasn't that horrible okay so game. you were able to trick them right yeah. like uh, see I, I was like there's got to be a better way because if there's just one person it really sucks you can only get lucky hits in sometimes we didn't notice how horrible they were until a little later in the game like here they're not bad because it like I said, if you can back them up against a wall, you can usually just keep beating them and like maybe your fourth hit from your attack will go through. But on normal stages where there isn't a wall, they'll just go off screen and then just... Yeah, they'll gotta, probably then you just... Gotta keep walking back and forth. They're, uh, they're my second most hated enemy. Uh, I think they're my number one. But, you know, you get through all of them, you make it through your iconic elevator, you exit right into the boss fight from Battletoads. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I didn't even think about that. And what it is, is uh, Shredder is in some sort of machine, mech, who knows? He is looking at you guys. Yeah, you're kind of over his shoulder. And he is sh uh, shooting claw arms at you. He has like two claw arms. and you can, you can see his uh, aiming sight, who he's going for. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is you want to grab foot soldiers and uh, what was that move called? The catapult. And you want to use the catapult and you want to throw them to the screen and that will hit Shredder's uh, whatever he's in. Yeah. And it's not that many hits. It's like six, seven. No, it's, it's not too bad. And I feel like they really loosened the requirements to get that catapult off here because I couldn't do it that often normally, but here I was able to get it frequently enough. Yeah. There was like a good 30 second stretch where neither Holden nor I could do it after we had done a bunch in a row. Yeah. I don't know. That we were so frustrated about, but you get that final one in and boom, boom, boom. You haven't killed Shredder. You've angered him. Yes. And, uh, well, it throws you into a time warp. Yes. And your first destination is, what, two and a half million years B.C.? Level five. 
prehistoric Turtlesaurus. Yes, but they spelled it wrong. Yeah, it's a very poor name. Sauras? Like, they spelled it right in the book. Come on, guys, get together. Well, this level is your classic, uh, you know, jungly caveman. dinosaur caveman theme. Yeah. There are pterodactyls that fly along and drop rocks on you. Yeah, you get some little herd uh, stampede action, kind of, from those running... Velociraptors? Yeah, whatever they are. And they can squish you. Yep, yep. I mean, this is the level, I mean, there's really the difficulty upgrade, I've felt, noticeably. You know, playing at one player, especially with Raphael, it was like, there is no way. Because more of those Tonfa guys, they're back. And the bomb, the bomb throwers. Yeah, the bomb throwers don't bother me as much. Uh, No, I I like them. them. Yeah. Uh, I also like them because... uh, they throw the bomb like they're doing the shot put. Oh, do they? <laughs> if you look at their animation, they put it right up on their shoulder and then they just launch it shot put style forward. Fair enough. Very, very awkward. I love it. The, I lo- those guys are like heroes to me because they're the easiest way I could find to kill the blocking guys. Yeah. Because I yeah. would try to be like, just don't move. Just they, They'll come after you and they'll get blown up. Well, very fittingly, at the end of this level, your boss is the second not Ninja Turtle that's a turtle. <laughs> Slash. I was super pumped to see him in this game as a kid and as an adult because I forgot he was in there. He was one of my favorite action figures. I thought it was so cool. He's the evil turtle. Yeah. He's got his jagged sword. Like, he looks so cool and faithful. The graphics look awesome. Yeah, he is really awesome in this boss fight. Uh, He's also really hard, I thought. uh, You know, having two people makes these uh, single enemy boss fights a lot easier because... You can pull the classic uh, double team, one right. of you on each side, and you can always get an extra couple hits when they get a little confused there. Uh, this dude, if you're fighting him single player, the, the, the best strategy I could come up with is to kick him in the air. Mm-hmm. And then when he lands, you'll have a little window. You can get a little quick three or four hit combo because anytime you go near him, he's going to hit you with that sword, and it is longer and faster than oh, any yeah. weapons I have. Maybe with Donatello, it wouldn't be as hard, more range. but And he does that crazy roll. Yeah, he spins around and blasts you. That sucks, man. It does. If you can manage to defeat Slash and move on to the final level of Guns N' Roses. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) To level six, you will be finally AD. Yeah. AD 1530. Skull and Crossbones. Skull and Crossbones. Yeah, you're on a pirate ship. Yeah, classic pirate ship level. Yeah, it's good. You get the... uh... The, the little floor planks that pop up. Oh, I hate those. I do too. And But I love them. I love that they're there. I just hate that there's that many of them. I just wish that the enemies would get hit by them. I agree. It's the only, it's like the only hazard that I've noticed that they, it only works on us. Yeah. And it can work on you in a couple different ways. It can hit you and like stun you mm-hmm. or it can hit you on the butt and like launch you. Oh, and that's right. You know, I've seen them both. I didn't even make that connection now. Like that's pretty cool. It is. Uh, there's a nice little uh, ship that fly- sails along in the back. It shoots cannonballs at you from time to time? Yeah, yeah, but not all the time. No, there's just a few screens, but you can always see a shadow, you know, oh. kind of appearing before, so it's like, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. This is the first appearance of my number one most hated foot soldiers, the yellow guys with the spiked frisbees. Oh, that throw it in that weird upward arc so you can't jump anywhere. Oh, dude, they're so, like, and these guys, are. it's not just their weapon, dude. They're legit, like, like a, they will beat the crap out of you. Like they'll kick me way more aggressively than other guys. Like if I ever get caught by a guy in between the two of them, then they just like, I've gotten killed in 10 seconds by two of these guys who just beat the snot out of me. I huh. could, like, I was like, what, where are these guys coming from? Like, yeah, um, I disliked them, but we didn't have nearly as much trouble. The The thing is, is you, you cannot leave the ground while they're on the screen. Well, and you you have to really master, like, the snaky movement, like, you know, moving below them and then back up and attacking. Like, mm-hmm. you have to kind of trick them into coming into your attack box. Right, because you cannot get hit by that weird spiky disc. Yeah, well, the minute you go up there, they're going to kick you. Like, they have... <sighs> Watch out for the yellow guys. All right. Well, if you've made it through all of the yellow guys... Oh, well, then, real quick, there's... You fight... Um, we encountered them last level, but the first of the rock soldiers oh yeah the, you know they look just like general trag that's what i always called them but i guess they're just generic troopers from dimension x from dimension x yes and uh this is one where that little jumping kind of up kick thing uh this will annihilate these guys at the very end because they are very susceptible to it and they'll always push them back and you can get them against the wall of the pirate ship and just keep like you can completely stun lock all three of them and just keep kicking them over and over it's a great way to save some life 
Excellent. Well, you'll need that life because uh, now you're going to fight the real tag team mm-hmm. villains of the Ninja Turtles. Yes. Bebop and Rocksteady. Yes, sir. And not just your classic Bebop and Rocksteady. You oh, fought no. them last game. Yeah. This is pirate version. That's right. And to be a little more piratey, you know, uh, I can't remember who's got what, but one of them has a sword and the other has a whip. Yeah, Rocksteady has the like rapier or fencing foil and then uh, Bebop has the whip. So uh, they run around very similar to their attacks in the first game. Yeah, they, they kind of tag in and out. They take turns, and you can hit the guy who's not tagged in yeah. while they're waiting, and you only have to kill one of them. So I didn't know if that was a glitch or that was us on easy mode, but yeah, we were trying to uh, focus on just one of them, take him out, and then move to the next one, and we were really pleasantly surprised when killed one, yeah. they both die. I um, This was as far as I got on my second playthrough before I cranked up my lives, and uh, wh- if I would have known you only had to kill one, I might have tried to, you know, push my way through yeah. without, but I'm glad I did because it would have been really hard for the rest of the game, so. True. I just, uh, I really respect the fact that Bebop and Rocksteady have such a strong, loving bond that without the other, they just can't go on. <laughs> mm, yeah. I mean, I always, Bebop is by far the easiest one. Like, that, the long sword that Rocksteady has, the reach is so much, it, it's really crappy and hard to fight. Well, after this, you will go on. On to the year 1885 A.D. Yes, sir. Bury my shell at Wounded Knee. That's a great place for it. Yeah, I had to explain that one to my son. <laughs> and it was not easy. <laughs> not an Old West, uh, I guess this is after Civil War, so. Who knows? But this is the standard train level. Yep, you are on a train in the Old West. Um, there's a big barrel you can kick at the beginning. Yeah. There is uh, some hilariously disguised foot soldiers as cowboys. Yeah, or they have the uh, poncho, like the yeah, yeah, uh, and you sombreros. can't you can't interact with them until they throw off the sombrero and poncho. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Now, one thing that was missing from this level that was in the arcade version is the circus portion of the train. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, uh, almost all of the levels are a little shorter in the home version, which. Is backwards. I, you know, usually it's the home version that's padded a bit from the arcade version. Right, right. But not this time around. No, no. So what do you fight animals, or is it just background animal cages, or yeah, mm. no, no new enemies, don't no, nothing like that. At the end, you fight Leatherhead. Yes, the Cajun alligator. Uh, he, I do declare. He, yeah, he, I guarantee he throws knives, some shrimp. Yeah, that was the part that really cracked me up to no end is he starts throwing like shellfish at you yeah did you ever hit it back no i did it once on accident and it it like lands on his tail and he's like ah oh does it like snap on him yeah and then he's stunned for a second oh that is awesome yeah it was pretty cool uh he really messed me up you know because he has this like punch where it like spins you away Mm -hmm. and that scuttle he does he is invincible when he gets on all fours and Mm -hmm. runs around snapping his jaws yeah, it's uh he's pretty easy though I found if uh you can kind of if you get like quote unquote behind him to where you can't really see your sprite. Uh-huh. I you can just hit him whenever. I was just doing that whenever he would go into punching mode. I would just walk up on top of him, beat him until he went to his little scuttle mode and then just jumped away. And I just did that over and over. All right. Well, once you've defeated Leatherhead, you move further further into the future. Level 8, you find yourself in the year 2020. A.D. Ooh, it's the future for us now, man. And I'm excited to get there in our Neon Knight Riders. Yeah, the level is the Neon Knight Riders. And I cannot wait. In only three years' time, we are going to have hovering turtle boards. It's, it's going to be sweet, man. It will be. I know how I'm getting to work. So this level has you on these weird hover shells. Mm-hmm. Similar to the sewer surfing level. Yeah, but you're not really moving left to right. Well, you... St- You're, you do kind of, the camera is now behind you and you are on a mode seven F zero style track, right? That you are not in control of, uh, the camera is behind you and the enemies come from the background to the Mm -hmm. foreground, but your movement is still the same as it would be on a normal level, right? You can still move to all the same areas that you would jump the same way. Yeah, and this is another quote-unquote bonus stage where you just beat up a bunch of uh, soldiers and Mausers. Uh, they're all one hit. You get those helicopter dudes at the end. Oh, man. In the arcade, I don't think I killed one of those them. Those things man. are so hard. Oh, they suck, man. They remind me kind of like of du- trouble bubbles from G.I. Joe, but 
yeah, they, they're, they're no fun. Now, in the arcade, this is a normal level, mm-hmm. and you are not behind the players. It is a normal side-scrolling level at that. Are you still on the hover? You're still on the hover things. So more like the sewer level, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Only a little slower, again, to play out like a more normal level. Mm-hmm. Now, my favorite thing about this level is when you get right towards the end, right before the boss fight, mm-hmm. is you see out in the distance that super crank flying along. Oh, right, yeah. And yeah. then he turns towards you and flies into your zone of combat. Yeah, that's a sweet touch. It is, and that is where you fight Krang. I had him as Super Krang? Super Krang. It's kind of funny how I'm like, you know, a few hours ago, you were tall enough to pick up the Statue of Liberty by yourself, but now you're mm. eight feet tall. Well, he did borrow some of that technology from the Transformers, so <laughs> I think it works out it fine. It might not be the same body. Indeed. This guy was, I barely remember, he was super easy for me. I, yeah, he just flies up and down, shoots missiles, kicks, throws bombs, you name it. He's got a ton of attacks, but none of them seem to be well, that effective. Once again, I'm like, if you stand you know, behind him kind of above, and I feel like his hitbox is too tall. Like, yeah. you can be farther away, and you, you can still hit him when I don't think you should be able to. And well, the two of super us, easy. we tour through him in no time flat. And amazingly, we went through yet another portal to level 9. The year AD 2100. Mm, where no, wait, the Starbase? Starbase. Where no turtle has gone before. But even though it's called Starbase, it looks like you're on Mars. Yeah, it does have a kind of a red that You're on a planet background. with like red, you know, soil. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, you know, I also noted that this level is uh, where they really throw all the robots at you. Yeah, you start seeing the, what are those, A6 annihilators? The ones that drop and pop mm, up and yeah. then scurry around. I don't like them. No, they're they're pretty crappy. Um, lot, lots of rock soldiers here. Um, well, you, it makes sense. You are possibly in their home world or their dimension. Maybe you're in Dimension X Mars. I don't know. There is uh, that. There's a couple environmental hazards. You have the light up floor that freezes you. Yeah, that weird grid. It looks super awesome. That is an awesome effect where that the rings. Yeah, uh, kind of like a hexagon, from, or yeah. is that? Yeah, pretty sure. And then there's another. Uh, Really, really annoying hazard. That's the electrical beams. Yeah, that come that, across vertically. Like. They come across, and they are right at the edge of where you can walk to. Yeah, so you think so you can jump over it, but no. No, you're getting caught, and you're getting hit, and it's very annoying. And this is where they really ramp up your encounters with the uh, pink ninjas with the that block you. Ugh. And those ninjas combined with those electrical uh, places, ugh. This whole scene for me was just praying that I would get some other colored guys that I could knock into the the whip it and I can bash them back uh-huh. and forth. Like that was like, because I know if I could just do that once, I could kill these two, you know, blocking bastards, but easier said than done. But once you get it done, you can get to the end of this level where once again, you fight Krang. Yeah. Now Only, he's in a UFO? Yeah. He's out of his uh, suit, his weird man suit that he lives in the belly of. <laughs> And now he is in a UFO. Yeah, it floats around. uh, It shoots bubbles sometimes. Yeah, I found this boss to be even easier than the last. Yeah, he's. uh, sometimes he'll drop those little robots, the annihilators. And when you're playing two-player, that's not too bad because one person can focus on the annihilators. The other person can be doing some jump kicks. I was just uh, jumping like left and right doing my little up Uh kick thing back and forth because that way I was like, I wasn't a vulnerable to their attacks i would get hit with a bubble every now and then but i was able to take him down without too much trouble yeah it was not hard just kind of long because we found you could only get maybe one or two hits on him before he would teleport and then teleport back into the screen so Mm -hmm. now once you do beat him you're treated to uh, a nice little cinematic Mm -hmm. where you are transported back in time to 1992 oh yeah we're back in the 90s guys that's You pop out of the portal, you put on your hammer pants, and you find yourself back in the Technodrome. That's right, for the final shell shock. Yes. And there is no level. No, just a boss fight. with, And it's Shredder. Yeah, right in front of the Statue of Liberty that was stolen. Tonight he will dine on turtle soup. At least that's what he thinks. That's what he always says, yeah. (laughs) And at this point, uh, Shredder goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, he mutates into the Super Shredder kind of from... Secret of the Ooze at the end, right? Only better because he can like uh, shoot, uh, yeah, yeah, like weird blasts of energy at you. He can shoot like a fire 
thing along the floor. And that will burn you. Yeah, and he can shoot an ice thing kind of up at an angle that will freeze you. But worst of all. Is that, I just called a Hadouken. Like, it looks like it's just like weird spirit fireball thing. Yeah, and that will devolve you. Oh, yeah, that's right. It turns you into a, is that a one-hit kill? Or is it just if you die when you get hit by it? I'm not sure. I know we each got hit by it at least once, but only once, because... They're pretty easy to avoid, all the, of his attacks. Oh, yeah. The only thing that's is if you're trying to get in to attack him, you know, he, he when he appears, he has this, like, invulnerable aura around him that will hurt you if you go too close. That's where I took most of my damage. Now, in the arcade version, he does not go into Super Shredder mode, but pulls out a giant cool sword. Oh, that's I think that's cool. fighting you with it, which I did, I did prefer. Yeah. I, yeah, that is cool. But I was never able to consistently hit him except for during the ice attacks. I would just kind of follow him around at a distance and wait for him. You know, right before each attack, you can see him charging up, and it's a different color. It's red for the fire, blue for the ice, and green for the Hadouken. So when I would see it was blue, I'd haul over there and wait, because then when he starts shooting up at the sky, I can, you know, whack him four times and then get get out of dodge because he's going to hit you hard. Yeah, but like we both said, you can dodge most of those attacks fairly easily. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, even if you just want to plug through it, you know, I think with seven lives, you probably could do it at this point. Like, I was trying to, I didn't. I only used one thing. Like, if you had a full continue with seven lives, I don't see how you couldn't beat him. Well, on easy mode, he was so easy that my son thought there would be a second form coming. <laughs> but there was not. No, that's one of the rare things. Uh, you, you get know. your final strike on Shredder, and he stumbles back, falls over the railing, to his doom? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, that's something we didn't really talk about. All the bosses, like, when you beat them, they typically, like, you know, if they're not Token Razar, you know, they'll start flashing super red. Like, Baxter Stockman will, like, start buzzing and fall off the edge and explode. Or Leatherhead explodes. Where I'm like, what are we doing to these people? I don't know. But, you know. ASPCA would not be happy. We don't see Shredder die. That's the important part. Yes. And we do see a great little cutscene at the end. Now, oh, yeah, with the... if you play on easy, the cutscene is you back in the turtle lair mm -hmm. getting chewed out by Splinter, saying you did a good job, but you should try harder. Okay. Maybe play the game on normal next time. See, when I beat it on normal, it was kind of similar, where it was just like, good job, but if you really want to, you know, do it, you got to play it on hard. So did you watch the hard ending? I didn't. I forgot to go back and check it out. I did check it out, and it is like four times the cutscenes that you get in the other two modes. Oh, really? Yes. You get a, a full cutscene where the Statue of Liberty is returned. Mm -hmm. uh, April's on the scene giving the reports. Mm -hmm. Then you get a credit sequence with the turtles and like like hanging around the turtle blimp. Sweet. And then you get a full cast overview of the different characters. Oh, that's awesome. And like a little bit of their animation and stuff. It's like the bosses. I don't remember at that point, but at least, you know, the main characters, Michelangelo. Sure, sure. The important ones, Michelangelo. That sounds awesome. It was pretty awesome, but it is a shame you have to go through it on hard mode to get it. Maybe one day, you and I. Yeah, I don't think I could do that one player, man. And then finally it shows you your final game time and the number of points you got total for the game. Mm. After that, just resets you right back to the beginning. Back where we started. Once again, we find ourselves at the review portion of the podcast. Yes, we do. And as always, we use the classic Nintendo Power review system that reviews across four categories. In each category, you can receive a total of zero to five points, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.5. I did as well. Excellent. It has great music. Yeah, it's... Uh, it it has great music, great animation, all the graphics are colorful and very faithful to the cartoon, movie, and figures. Yeah, and they all really pop. I mean, mm -hmm. you're never confused as to what's uh, something you can hit, what you can't hit, what's in the background, what's in the foreground. Sure. Nothing blends into each other. Everything looks so good and so crisp. The backgrounds aren't super awesome, but they're fine for what they need to be, and... I might have given them better for the graphics, but it's just so many of the enemies are, are just foot soldier sprite swaps. That yeah, there's not a lot of variety there. Agreed. I would have given it less points because of that, but the amazing uh, animations and the unique anime 
animations for all the things like falling in a manhole, getting squashed, these kind of things, uh, catching on fire. They're all so cool and so unique that I really, really wanted to keep it up here. Yeah, and to be fair, all of the different uh, foot soldiers that are armed differently have different animations. And they have their weapon on hand, so it doesn't just look like, oh, it's yellow. Yeah. You know, it's yellow, but he has his bomb. Or, or you know, like the blue guys with the battle axe that will get stuck in the ground and they can't pull it out for a second. Or, you know, these little kind of goofy, but it's nice. It's, it's cool. Good touch. Yeah, and all of the bosses have one little thing they do that is one little aspect of that character that shines through from their performance during the show. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have play control. I did not rate the game so highly. What would you give it? I gave it a 2.5. Okay. Um, I only gave it a 3. All right. Not too different. Uh, I said it's not bad, but it's too hard to do the complete move list. Yeah. I think, like, I want to give it props for giving you all these options in the control wise you have a lot of neat moves but they're kind of tough to you know to do some of them but i was you know with a reasonable accuracy able to throw guys at the screen when i needed to and yeah i can do about half the moves very very reliably yeah there's some that i didn't even see or maybe didn't even just recognize like it's just frustrating where i'm like this would have been so awesome if you would have just used this other one or two buttons i agree with you entirely i think uh using two more of the face buttons or the shoulder buttons could open that up to be something um you know more akin to like if you had a throw button like in like dead or alive or even old virtual fighter you know that you know it doesn't have to be street fighter where you have three punches three kicks and then what else you know so nick how did you rate the challenge of this game i gave it a three um i think that since you can select your extra lives, it's not very hard, but I would probably rate it harder if if you didn't have the option. Well, I also gave it a three, and for that very same reason, that there's so many different settings that it's kind of hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you play it on normal with those four lives, I feel like you could um, you could learn to get through this game. Yeah, I was Especially just... if you had two players. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that should be said as well. Two players, I'm sure, you know, I didn't really get to play with it this time around, but I know it will, you know, at least have your difficulty, I would imagine. Well, our final category, Nick, is theme and fun. How did you rate the game there? I gave it a 5. Oh, I was close. I gave it a 4.5. Okay. I said that it hits all the right buttons. Yeah, it's... um somebody who I haven't played a beat-em-up game in a long time with the exception of maybe River City Ransom. So I was like, you know, I kind of just missed the genre. But there's enough going on here. You have different moves. You know, you're not just walking around and attacking enemies wave after wave. Like, there's a little more. You're not mashing the same button nonstop. And it's got, you know, even with the foot soldiers, there's, you know, enough variety of different enemies to kind of give you a little bit to work with, you know, having to try different tactics, so to speak, and stuff. But... You know, it's just, it's really fun. They're so faithful to all the, you know, toys, cartoons, movies that I was so into that it's yeah. really... even the cheesy cowabungas. Yeah. They brought a smile to my face. It's its like uh, Ninja Turtles, the amusement park ride. That's what I consider it. And, you know, going through time allows them to really laser focus their theme for each level. Mm-hmm. And it's really accurate. Now, granted, some of them are a little generic. You've got your train level. You've got yeah. your, you know, pirate ship level. But they're done so well. And, uh, you know, it's got a lot of nice little touches that are unique to those levels that the theme is just spot on for me. Agreed. Well, Nick, I have to ask you, should you play this game? I think you should. I said, shell yeah. This game has got it all. It's got something for the beat-em-up fan. It's got something for the Turtles fan. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not any of the other fans, but well, if you fall into either of those categories, you're going to like this game. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's friendly, fun, and easy, so why not? Yeah, this is just a well-rounded game, and one of the many games that showed that the Super Nintendo was really starting to be on par with the arcade experience. Yeah, it was really, you know, the death knell of the arcade. You could see it happening here. Sadly, you could. Next week's game will be Rocket Knight Adventures for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. So grab a controller, find a copy of this game any way you can, and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed or things we got wrong, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we might address it in the future. 
Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at Cart Command. You can follow us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or any of your favorite podcast apps. Feel free to give to us on Patreon. Your support makes this show possible. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Big Apple!